incredibly bright people for watching this podcast. Guess who this is? No. No. Yeah, it's Yakko Warner. Or could it be Pinky? Or it might even be Carl finishing my croissant. Or it might be Raphael with a hot butt marshmallow tuna fish and Doritos pizza. Or even Donatello trying to figure out how my Apple Watch works. The main thing we all have in common is that we are pretty smart, just like you, because we watch and listen to the Canned Air Podcast. And one more thing. Narf! Welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I'm Jeremy Colley. I am Jack Doherty. And I am Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today, we've got one hell of a talent. I mean, I don't know if there's many things she can't do. It might be easier just to list the things she doesn't do rather than the things she does. But uh, you've heard her voice in cartoons like the Tom and Jerry show, uh, Yokai Watch, the Mr. Men show, video games like World of Warcraft. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons, and this was awesome to find out. She's the voice of Lady Death in Marvel vs. Capcom. Absolutely. And on top of that, uh, she's a musician, has an EP out called The Heartbeat of the Universe, which I was listening to. Very talented. Sometimes you have people that put albums out that probably shouldn't. You're definitely (laughs) one that should be. Very good music and a podcaster on top of all that. Let me... Another big guest <laughs> as we welcome singer, songwriter, screen and voice actress, podcaster, Allison Packer to the show. Allison, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And thank you for the lovely introduction. Wow, I was feeling so good about myself. As you should, as you should. You've got a lot of good work out there. It was a little long winded. I was getting a little uh, <laughs> I'm insecure in the middle of it. Like, oh man, this went too long, didn't it? But, no, we've got a good show lined up for you today. First, uh, we're going to, in our retro roundtable, we're going to be talking about cartoons uh, that were, I guess, made for adults. Not, We're not talking pornographic cartoons necessarily, unless that's on your list. I mean, I, I wouldn't say no if somebody brought that to the table here, but that's, that's not the kind of picks I've got. But <laughs> anyway. No hentai. <laughs> no hentai. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then after that, we're going to be turning our attention over to Allison and talking more about her amazing career. But before we do all of that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you like what we're doing, want to show us a little bit of support and get some extra content and trade for said support, head over to our website, CannedAirPodcast.com, where we have a Patreon link. You can join our Patreon for a few dollars a month, get extra episodes of the show, as well as buy merch, right? There's a, what do we got on there, Jack? T-shirts, T-shirts mugs, mugs, hoodies, and hoodies. hoodies. Yes, I forget about yes. the hoodies. Be I think all that's... soon, you know, you gotta get that, get that hoodie <laughs> action on. There's also ladies shirts that are in options now, but it's the website's kind of a jerk and it's not letting me upload the stuff or get the, the artwork and select mm. the types of shirts. But maybe a crowbar will put that website back mm-hmm. in place, huh? Yep. Uh, I want to look at that. Uh, what else we got, gentlemen? Uh, so we are proud members of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Check us out on evergreenpodcast.com. Other really great shows. And if you're in a driving distance around the central Ohio area, September 25th at the Super Kick Arena, come check out the Tour Gaming Expo. Your boys here will be hosting mm-hmm. video games, comics, toys. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, Dr. Mario tournament with cash money prizes. Uh, yeah, special guest. It's it's going to be fun. You can you, fly if you want to. I was going to say, even if you're not in the driving area, come <laughs> out. Get a plane ticket. It'll be worth it. Come on. 
All right. Is there anything else, gentlemen? I think we're good. Let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Hold on to your butts. Excellent. All right. Our favorite, uh, I just want to say adult cartoons, but that sounds again like uh, <laughs> like the cartoons that used to be in the back of Playboy or something. But Randy, why don't you kick us off? All right. So for my first pick, um, I was always a fan of Ralph Bakshi, who did Fritz the Cat, uh, quite a few others, but he did one, uh, Fire and Ice. So I don't know if you guys remember that cartoon I or not. I know it, and I've recently seen like clips of it or something. I don't think I've ever watched it all, but... It's, it's kind of a swords and sorcery type of uh, 80s movie. They did rotoscoping, so you could tell yeah. like, where they colored over it. Really great action, really great. Mm-hmm. You guys are drawing a blank here, so yeah. <laughs> Too deep a cut, I guess. Yeah, well, no. I can't think of what the scene is. That I, I've sat and watched it, I don't know how many times, over and over, just because the animation is so good with rotoscoping. Yeah. Anything else on that one? No, that's uh, pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> you said that came out in the 80s. Yes. So Ralph Bakshi did a lot of very adult-oriented cartoons. Like I said, Fritz Fritz the Cat. It was more of like a social commentary. He did quite a few, um, and I'm drawing a blank right now. I apologize, but uh, just you're just really... really... Well, what was it about? Like, what what was... So Fire and Ice... uh, Fire and Ice. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's basically just a typical bad guy, good guy, rescue the princess type. Mm, Okay. Um, and then there's this really cool hunter dude that helps the the main character out that's just a total badass and goes around spearing everything. It's <laughs> so is it like chucking spears? Yeah. <laughs> but I, when you say this is made, you know, more for an adult audience, I, so that makes me kind of think of like heavy metal, the movie kind of. Yeah. I'll be circling back to heavy metal. Okay. It, All it's, right. it's very, uh, very much in that vein. All right. All right. I'm not about to jump the gun. We'll wait. We'll wait. All right. Allison, how about you? Favorite uh, adult cartoon? Gosh, well, one of the shows, originally it aired on Nickelodeon, um, which debuted exactly 30 years ago this week. Believe Is it or that not. right? Uh, would be Ren and Stimpy, which I feel, you know, it, it attracted such a wide audience. I think um, it could definitely fall under the, you know, adult uh, series, perhaps. Um, I sure. think you were mm-hmm. saying it was the show's anniversary, not the networks. I misunderstood. I apologize. Well, I believe <laughs> both the show and the network. Um, I believe. Oh, really? One of the first, uh, I could be wrong, but um, I think it, it aired Rugrats, Doug, and Ren and Stimpy kind mm. of all debuted at the same time. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, Billy West is was an inspiration to me when I was growing up. He's from Massachusetts. I'm from Massachusetts. And um, just his ability to use like really bold, crazy, uh, eccentric characters, but really ground them in <laughs> their own strange reality Um, (laughs) something that i love so i would probably i'm gonna vote run and stimpy on this one that's a solid choice Mm -hmm. billy west he's so freaking amazing and he's you know he's kind of like a jim cumming voice like when you hear him like even if it doesn't sound like billy west you can kind of hear the billy west in there yeah um i i've brought this up before on the show allison Uh, these guys might roll their eyes but he's got he has an album that he and uh can't remember Billy West and the Grief Counselors is what the band was called. And they had the album out called Me Pod. I think you can maybe find it 
on Apple? Maybe not. I can't remember when I found it or how I found it, but uh, that there's a Christmas song on there mm-hmm. that is one of my all-time <laughs> favorite songs. Uh, I wish I could remember what it was called, but I can't. He is amazing, and Ren and Stimpy is an amazing choice, yeah. I was so lucky to meet him a couple weeks ago at a convention outside of Boston and uh, was signing right next to him at a table. And let me tell you, his line did not stop the whole weekend long. <laughs> I bet it didn't. Yeah. Was this your first time meeting him? I had met him once before, but it was when I was just getting my career started. And um, I'm not sure if he remembered or not, but he was diplomatic and pretended like he did. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Billy. All right. Was there any uh, anything else on Ren and Stimpy before we moved on? You know, um, I don't really remember this, but Ren and Stimpy was rebooted as like a specifically adult only cartoon. Yes. In- I was just going to say, wasn't there a reboot or something? Or- yeah, it was, it, was a, it was like a Ren and Stimpy adult party cartoon. Um, on Spike TV, and it got such bad reviews that it aired three episodes and then was canceled. Holy cow, what a flash in the pan. And from what I understand, Billy West didn't associate with that one, did he? You know, I'm not even sure. I could be wrong, but I feel like we had somebody on recently that said something like that. When we were talking to either Sean or... um... Yeah, yeah, it was comedic duos or something. Yeah, what a good show, though. It was It's funny, too, because, you know, it took that second version of it to come out, you know, like, well, the second one's yeah. for adults. But, you know, when the original Ren and Stimpy came out, it was one of those things my mom didn't want me watching, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, up there with The Simpsons for some reason. I don't... <laughs> it was so grotesque. I okay, but it was like, the time, yeah, man. It was yeah. the time. Every, I mean, Nickelodeon was, you know gack and slime and <laughs> reaching up big noses for flags and stuff <laughs> <laughs> no, haven't thought about oh, that yeah. oh all, all the times you've watched double dare and you're like reaching that part of the pool it's over there <laughs> i see it over there you dummy <laughs> like i would dominate this game <laughs> the way they would just sit there and pat in the pool instead of actually slopping their yeah. arms yeah afraid to get dirty like yeah nah, nah squandered opportunities <laughs> i would have owned that show <laughs> being double dare immediately after this interview <laughs> oh my god <laughs> do they still have a version of that show like i heard, thought i'd heard it was supposed to be coming back in some fashion so i don't know about that but a quick plug for the paramount network like they have all that old stuff on there so is that right mm-hmm, all on demand my wife and i were watching uh the double dare mm-hmm. uh temple of the or treasures of the hidden they, temple yep all the originals it was it's great man fun house and they have the new rugrats reboot which i have a small role in yes you do and that's uh it's so neat to see that i mean i've never i've never seen an episode from it but i've definitely seen stills and i think i watched the new intro for it and you know growing up with uh original rugrats it was not that it wasn't like the kind of squiggly line animation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. not so much like dr cats or anything right. like that but you know <laughs> what i mean and then to uh it's just interesting seeing them in the 3d world because they still all have that like like tommy pickles head still has like those weird curves and dents in it but <laughs> at the same time they look so good the show looks so uh i don't know sometimes like i don't think muppet babies maybe made the the transition over to no that doesn't look nearly as but yeah, I know what you're but talking these about, do. Yeah. yeah, these definitely do. Hmm, yeah, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> <laughs> I made it myself. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> All right, uh, Jack, what do we got? Well, staying around the Ren and Stimpy era, I guess, uh, Beavis and Butthead. Ooh. Oh, wow. 
which that one learned me a lot about good music too. (laughs) Not about grammar, but about good music. (laughs) (laughs) No, we were talking about that show uh, just a few weeks ago too. And uh, just how, again, how, controversial it was and mm-hmm. parents don't let the kids see beavis and butthead it'll be the end of them the mtv generation and how again just okay. not even tame just kind of stupid it seems now. <laughs> yeah. like cornholio really come on <laughs> yeah i mean not that they can't make me laugh but you understand uh why they set those episodes the way they did you know just a quick little blurb of a cartoon you know you're not dedicating a half hour just to mm-hmm. watching them smack each other and say boob and stuff like that <laughs> but it's um, kind of funny too listening listen to the radio hearing songs that they did videos for on on beavis and butthead takes me right back to their commentary on yeah, i was gonna say you can hear their commentary <laughs> it's so funny usually you think of music and it takes you back to a different time and <laughs> experience but nope Bring me right back to sitting on the couch watching Beavis and Butthead. It's like when they'd be watching Van Halen or Def Lepp or something. That dude looks like a chick. Yeah. <laughs> Even Pantera, they were sitting there yelling at Phil and Sam O'Connor Pantera. God damn it, Pantera! <laughs> uh, now that was another show that was supposed to come back. Uh, I think on MTV still, but uh, I don't know if it ever saw the light of day. It's mm. reboot. Within There's the past no two way, or three years. No way today it could it could work. The, the humor that humor it was a happening totally man it yeah. was like nirvana or something it was a happening yep. right place right time kind of a thing <laughs> not that it wasn't brilliant in its own no. its own way but i don't know am i complimenting beavis and butthead or putting him down i can't even <laughs> tell at this point <laughs> um okay i guess one of my picks is going to be something i've never even seen but it was in the news uh as of late and maybe i can get some opinions off of uh everyone here I believe there is a animated series aimed at, at adults uh, based around Harley Quinn. Is this right? Yes. Where is this? Where's this show at? Where so does it reside? It was originally on DC when DC had its own streaming platform, and then mm-hmm. it got picked up by HBO. HBO I see. Right? DC doesn't have it anymore. Well, I'm sure it's just still a DC property that's just being featured by HBO. Yeah. What did you say, Allison? I'm sorry. Oh, HBO Max, right? Yep. Harley yeah. Quinn. Yeah. So I saw in the news that um, because I I, I wasn't under the impression that this was an adult show. I just figured it's something like uh, Batman, the animated series kind of a thing. It had made news that uh, a scene was being cut out where Batman goes down on Catwoman. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's right. I heard about that, but I had no idea the the same thing either. I thought it was actually that was in a comic. I didn't know it was in a they, it was show. talked about being put in a scene in, in that show, mm. from what I gathered from the article. But it, it's such a good show. <laughs> is it really? It really is. Um, it's so if anybody's seen the new Suicide Squad, that that kind of humor, it's all throughout that. I mean, it's it's amazing. Um, it's, She's voiced by what's her name from Big Bang Theory? Kelly Cuco. Cuco. Kaylee Cuoco, or I'm not sure. Hmm. We'll go with what Allison yeah. said. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just it's it's got really dark humor. It's gory, but it's it's just awesome. But is it in, is it in any way need of coitus? Like, do we have to have coitus in, in <laughs> if it's, Batman if cartoons? If it's done in a comedic manner, why not? Is that the is that the uh, the vibe of the show? Comedy. It's driven, it's, it's very much uh, has a comedic overtone to it. I mean, I, I don't have anything about, you know, anybody wanting to do that creatively in their story. It just seems like, again, such something Batman wouldn't do while he's got the suit on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 
Like, what if, I don't know. I don't look at the killing joke, him and Barbara out on the rooftop. See, that was stupid, too. Yeah, it didn't. I'd... There could be a bank being robbed, and he's just up there with an O face, like, oh. <laughs> like, come on, Batman. Like, <laughs> what if Robin was here? <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, I found it, I don't know. Oddly enough, DC has quite a few uh, animated movies and TV shows in set in with their characters. Like there's a Suicide Squad animated movie that's really good. That's got uh, the original members like that's Bronze a Saul Tiger. Markham. I think that, that might it? be it. I don't know. It was the one on HBO. Oh, I, I remember that. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I remember. It's been a while ago that came yeah. out. Yeah. But again, it's a lot of those adult. They're rated mature for a reason, but mm-hmm. they're they're good i mean i that's just something i would never have expected you never need, you need to watch it yeah again i'm not like a huge harley quinn fan or like into all that stuff but when i read that i was like are you kidding but for all the side characters like you've got clayface that's like a tries to be like a, a stage actor so he's got like that stage like thespian mentality and, oh i see um yeah. they do good with the characters but i don't see any reason to throw sex into it Comic oh, no. books. Now we I sound lame. I know. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Listen to these guys. Allison's uh, like, I'm out. <laughs> we haven't scared her off yet, have we? Is she still there? Hello, Allison. Fly in the well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go around one more time. What you got, Randy? So I'm going to circle back to heavy metal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one was coming up. But uh, yeah, heavy metal's great. Um, all the different art styles, all the different. Uh, kind of takes and the stories it, it really really threw me because honestly i probably watched it way too young and uh just there wasn't like a really coherent other than the the evil spear or whatever but uh it's really fun watching it just not reading into the story mm-hmm. but uh also shout out to south park when they did oh. major boobage <laughs> the cat piss episode yes or, yeah <laughs> that was funny that was so funny didn't in heavy metal at all revolved around one main story in it it's been so long and i remember watching it probably younger so than there's i ever that, should have that theme of like the evil orb or whatever that's right yeah that's right it kind of it's through in, it's in each story pretty much yeah but there's one where it's like it reanimates uh world war ii pilots and stuff Bomber like that pilot, yeah and then i can't remember everything there's one with john candy where he's a, a big bald purple guy um <laughs> that's right john <laughs> candy yeah yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's animated in one of these things yeah he does the voice well the voice work. the voice really yeah. mm-hmm. yep. wow i had no idea too? didn't john candy have an, his own cartoon he yeah. did Cam- Cam- candy, candy. Yeah. Oh, yeah that was a saturday morning uh, staple say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember uh super dave osborne had a show too just called super dave mm-hmm. uh he, he was a uh, marty funkhauser and uh curb your enthusiasm he just recently died within the past year, but he had a cartoon. I think it was right on or right after uh, Camp Candy. Okay, okay. Sorry, I just went down a foxhole of thought there. <laughs> There's no going back. That's how we do, Jer. <laughs> Wasn't Super Dave just like something that was off of Showtime or something? Or HBO, just some. He uh, he was like a kind of like a jokey evil Knievel. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I don't think he, like his shtick was he. I don't remember. I don't even want to say because I don't remember. <laughs> but it was like a comedic uh, evil Knievel yeah. kind of a character. Yeah, yeah. All right, that brings us back around to Allison. Jeez, well, maybe I will round this out with uh, another MTV series. You guys remember Daria? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Love Daria. Yeah. Love Daria. Talk about right place, right time, just so yeah. 
kind of Gen X. <laughs> yes. And I, I loved that show way more than Beavis and Butthead. I love That's that show. That's the epitome of Gen X in that show. Mm. Her and her uh, friend Jane and her sister Quinn in the fashion club. <laughs> God, I used to love that show. And yet another show that I had heard was supposed to get a uh, reboot and I don't think it did. Maybe it was uh, going to be on stream or something. It what was did, it? did, I think. They were doing. They were. They announced it, but with um, that actress from Blackish, wasn't it, Tracy? Tracy. I don't remember. I don't know if it's ever. Maybe it's still working on it. I mean, sometimes it takes a while to do that. Sure. Well, COVID. That's true. And kind of screwed some stuff up. So I would love to see that Uh, in the original series on Hulu, or didn't it used to be? I think it was. Now I want to watch Daria. Now the song stuck in my head. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is a good pick. I wish I would have thought of that. Damn. Very good pick. Well, um, no competition. <laughs> I know. It's, it's like, should we just stop it on the phone? It was that good. And the winner is. <laughs> Jack, what do you got? Mine is, I guess it's made for kids, but I almost want to say it's geared more for adults and you probably have seen it before and it's on Nickelodeon's the amazing world of gumball. Oh yeah. Actually I have not seen you have, that. I've never show, seen it. <clears throat> for kids. I think it's just watching silly stuff on screen, but the humor in it is there's so much more stuff that adults would get. Is that I, the I, one with like the blue Jay and uh, the, nope, no, that's, that's regular show. Yeah. This I'll one is, uh, <laughs> plays a little cat and his his best friend. That's a goldfish. I can't remember what his name is. Wait a minute. Okay, now is this the cartoon where like the backgrounds are actual like photographs of like yes, like yep. like a yard or something or mm-hmm. a house or something? I think I have seen that before. That's very cleverly uh, done. There's I, I always saw the commercials for it and I was just like, oh my god, this show looks so stupid. But then I I think I was sick one day and I home from work watching it and. Laughed my ass off. I don't know how many times just because of some small nuances and stuff and just stuff that they do is hilarious. And the animation's good. Yeah, no, that was a little bit later than me. And then uh, my kids haven't got into that yet, but they've been rocking SpongeBob really hard recently, both of them. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of adult content now, or enough adult like theme jokes that I can, mm. you know, keeps mm. me entertained as well. So I think they do that on purpose. So parents can sit and watch it yeah. and not get bored like the cartoons we grew up with on saturday morning where like watching he-man or stuff like that tiny it's yeah. so SpongeBob is like timeless though oh, like yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's a true classic and it's it's really like um the closest thing you can get to watching modern day mel blank i think like it's that well done yeah but that's just my opinion <laughs> <laughs> Um, my last pick is going to be would would uh, would you consider Rick and Morty one of those kind of shows, an adult show? Sure. Yeah. I would say it was I mean, more pretty adult than, pretty yeah. heavy heavy oh, language, yeah. I guess. Now that I think about it and stuff, <laughs> especially this season. Jeez. Yeah, Allison, are you a fan of Rick and Morty at all? I am. You know, that was I was gonna say that, but I kind of thought somebody was gonna say it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I waited till the end because like someone's <laughs> gonna say it. Someone's gonna say it, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's funny because when the show first came on, I watched it and just kind of forgot about it. And then like a like a tick you didn't know that was on the back of your neck, you just start kind of thinking about, like, oh, what is that? You know, what, why, why am I thinking about this show? And then when I went back to it, like was hooked. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until, what, the third season that they started playing with your heart a little bit yeah. in that show. Yep. You know, it was all just uh, very, very funny jokes. But, you know, there was this heart element being injected in and... Mm-hmm. 
son of a bitch if that show doesn't get me sometimes <laughs> like the unity episode was very touching yeah. like, that whole ending like who would have thought you know just you, you, that planet looked like rick's play thing but he actually felt something you know <laughs> well it was the end of season three when rick went to prison mm -hmm. where he gave himself up and turned himself into prison and the music they were sitting there playing at the end you're just and then it's over and you're like oh my god that's the end of it yeah and season to wait what two years yeah you were i'm sorry allison you were saying Oh, I was just laughing along with your banter, guy. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> you don't mind. <laughs> no, uh, in the end of season four, like clone Beth came and like mm -hmm. the clone and real Beth, like don't know which one's the real one and which one's the clone. And turns out Rick doesn't even know. Yeah. Like, that, and that song that played was so freaking good. Like mm -hmm. it was like it almost put a freaking tear in your eye. It's nuts. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a wimp. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Did you guys cry at Toy Story? <laughs> no. I still don't understand. Fuck you. Get out. I still don't get the <laughs> crying part in the end of that. I, I cried probably at everyone, although the third one yes. definitely was uh, frightening to me. <laughs> with the incinerator? For yes. sure. Yeah. And I watched it with my maybe two and a half year old at the time, and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I just it just doesn't hit me that hard. I don't know why. And I've sat and watched it. I'm like, I don't know. I was just always one of those kids growing up that like legit was trying to catch his toys being alive in the room when I wasn't there. <laughs> like after dinner, I would tiptoe down the hallway and be like, they got to be doing something in here, you know? Like, Thanks, Indian in the cupboard. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So yeah, getting rid of, uh, like I've got toys I've had since I was real little, real little. And, you know, to part with like my original Teddy Ruxpin is definitely like my Woody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> It would suck to uh, if anything ever happened to him. But you still have Teddy? Oh, I do. He's in the closet there. He's looking kind of rough and probably wondering what's my purpose. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I adore him. <laughs> I've got a, way too many toys, Allison. I've got a problem. But well, you've got freaking Grubby too, you lucky bastard. Yeah, I've got him somewhere. Who's Grubby? Grubby was the, uh, the caterpillar. Yeah. And oh, I had a Teddy Ruxpin too. But. Um, Grubby plugged into Teddy and like mm -hmm. talk back and forth. They would read the stories back and forth. Right. Yeah. But uh, uh, I saw online, uh, this kid played a joke on his mother, Her his mother being a huge Toy Story fan. And she hadn't seen the third one yet. So he <laughs> made an edit of the movie in his room where it shows those toys going down to the incinerator. <laughs> I think I've seen that. <laughs> and then it just goes black and goes to credits. And they're playing like a real sad version of you got a friend in me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And she's like, you're kidding. They killed him? Like, like she is just in utmost disbelief. It is so funny. So funny. Oh, horrible. <laughs> I'm going to have to find that and put that on Instagram or something. Oh, which Toy Story was it at the end when Andy handed over Woody and them? Three. The, three. Was that three? Okay, mm -hmm. that one I got a little teary-eyed at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Four was... I got a heart. When four came out, I was like, man, I don't know about this, but boy, was I wrong. What a good movie. And I don't know if they ever plan oh, on making more. Forky or Spoonie or whatever. Forky, yeah. Forky, yeah. But, I haven't um, seen all that one yet. That one was very good, too. Mm. Loved. Oh. So, I anyway. Did a couple um, additional voices in that one. I read I that. I read that. And I was so. Uh, you know why you said it? Is that you worked it into the convo? So. <laughs> Full circle. Well, you know, I, it's not my first uh, interview here. Allison, but no, I, I definitely was going to ask you what uh, what characters were you uh, voicing in that movie? You know, a couple of the toys. You remember in the scene where they go inside the 
the pinball machine. Yes. Yes. So we all did a couple of those toys. And then I was the GPS at the end. Oh my God, for real. Charles' character takes over the GPS and then is the pretend GP. I was the, the GPS voice. That is so cool. I'm going to have to listen next time I watch. I've seen it too many times. <laughs> I, I love those films so much. That's awesome, though. All right, let's let's jump to a quick commercial, and we'll just uh, jump right into talking with Allison because I'm excited. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. Hi, everyone. If you're looking for a new pop culture podcast and you need something that doesn't set its bar too high or low, then our podcast is for you. I'm Luke, and with me as always is Nick. Join us for our bi-weekly pod centered around all things pop culture related. In our second season, we're talking all things 2021 through to early 2022's films, games, TV shows, and more. We also have our monthly in-depth series. This season, we're focusing on Batman, covering films, comics, animations, and will culminate in the release of The Batman in March 2022. We'll have guests, spoilers, jokes, and the occasional bad language. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and on social media at ConsistentlyPod to keep up to date. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe for extra content. Join us every other Wednesday for a consistently okay time. All right, we are back from commercial break and again joined by Allison Picard. Uh, I want to say Picard every time, but it's Packard. I'm sorry. The Star Trek uh, love in me. But Allison Packard, thank you so much uh, for being here. I hope you're having a good time thus far. I hope we haven't scared you too much. <laughs> Nope, not at all. Not oh, yet. No. <laughs> long, long awkward pause. <laughs> Jack actually looks scared. <laughs> I'm still wondering. So, canned air. Tell me more about the the name of your podcast. It's a tribute to uh, Spaceballs, the Mel Brooks film. You know, uh, President Scrooge had his cans of air. He was sucking on. We want to be your canned air. Oh. <laughs> She's like, isn't that sad? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows that movie anymore. But, but one thing we're finding out is, uh, you know, when people ask her name, we're saying it so fast now. They think we're saying uh, C-A-N space D-A-R-E. Yeah. Like, we can dare you or something like that. Like, no, no, no. We messed up. It's the show about challenges. Featuring <laughs> <laughs> Jack. Oh, my. So, Allison, again, you know, with everything that you've got uh, under your belt here, you know, again, acting only not only voice acting, but on screen, the music, the podcast, you've done stand up comedy. What, what were you like as a child? I imagine you probably had a lot of energy, maybe a class clown even. <laughs> you know, I went through a lot of different phases, but um, I definitely loved to perform starting in the first grade. Uh, I was cast as Gretel in my first grade production of Hansel and Gretel. Uh -huh. And um, everybody was impressed because I could just memorize all the lines. You know, now after over a decade of voice acting, I don't know that I can say the same. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think I kind of got bit by the acting bug pretty early. But I was the type of kid that wouldn't just want to be in the play, but would want to write the play and direct the play, you know, basically just right. uh, 
a little Napoleon, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Ordering the other children of the neighborhood around. No, um, we had a lot of fun. I mean, we were always playing imaginative games and uh, kind of free ranging in the backyard, which uh, oh, yeah. led out to, I grew up in Hanson, Massachusetts, which is a small town outside of Boston. And we just okay. back to the woods so we could just, you know, walk down to Beaver Dam by ourselves or, you know, there was a lot of like trails and stuff. So mm-hmm. we would just be on the go. That's one of the best kind of childhoods yeah. you can have, mm-hmm. I, I think. <laughs> how, how much fun. So acting then was the first thing you were doing stage. And how did that then lead into the next steps of your career? I, I know that you've also, again, are a musician. Was music that something else that started fairly early? How did music come into your life? It's like all forms of art, you know? I, I'm a left-handed person, definitely creative, and definitely um, some of the personality traits that come along with that, like... ADHD. I mean, there's a term for like every kind of personality now. There's like a different label. <laughs> so, right. um, but yeah, I was like scattered and I would kind of have my crayons scattered around my desk. And, but I, I used to just love to do drawing and painting and um, started as singing for theater, but I got more into singer songwriter, started taking guitar lessons when I was maybe 16. I just remember like the first song I ever wrote playing it for Frenny. He was like, you wrote that, you know, we're in high school. (laughs) Sure. Sure. It was like, wow, this resonates with you. It just blew my mind that it had an impact on him. So something that's always been very soul opening for me. And I, my whole life, I've just really wanted to uplift and inspire through music and comedy and um, through working with kids and children's entertainment, also through, you know, stand-up comedy, which was not children-oriented to totally different audience. Um, And I've always just kind of dabbled in a lot of different things, had my fingers in a lot of pots, um, for better, for worse, you know? I mean, there's something to be said about really just focusing on one thing, but um, that's just not my personality type at all. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm lucky that I'm, I've am i stuck with it enough that now I do have um, a career in voice acting. And I've also written for animated TV and, you know, put out the album. I mean, that was not a moneymaker, guys. I'm not going to lie. Um, but <laughs> it was very fulfilling creatively. And um, who knows what's next? You know, I have some projects on the horizon and. I'm excited to see, uh, you know, the ne- what the next few years bring. I do want to say, I think a lot of that is you, you have such a great personality. Like I first saw you on TikTok, which is how I reached out to you to, to have you on the show. But um, right. was it was it a TikTok or where, was I going live? Do you remember what, what was it? was you going through all your, your uh, yokai voice actor or uh, characters and uh, just kind of like a, a verbal resume of some of the ver- voice work you've done. <laughs> Yes, that's right. But, um, you know, we invited you on and going back to, you know, you saying your your album didn't make a lot of money. I watched, uh, was just researching you on YouTube and I came across a song you did about 10 years ago called Ninja Douchebag. <laughs> I was having a really <laughs> shitty day when I saw that. And that just totally just, it, that just made my day. So just oh my God, that's stuff great. like that, just your personality <laughs> and just you, just your ability to make people laugh is just awesome. 
That's so funny. I was having a really shitty day when I wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I caught that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's so funny because I was recently putting, I haven't been super dedicated to YouTube. I just kind of throw some stuff up there. But um, I went over and I saw that video recently and I was like, I seem very angry. (laughs) (laughs) And it's all about, um, you know, guys that seem really nice at first and they turned out to be ninja douchebags <laughs> i'd like to put that at the end of this episode if that's okay <laughs> sure <laughs> i was like should i scrub that <laughs> no you no. absolutely shouldn't it was seriously it, it's great yeah don't scrub it it's about to go viral now <laughs> Thanks, Candare. <laughs> <laughs> but not only that, I mean, you've had so many opportunities to work on so many iconic properties. I mean, Tom and Jerry, mm-hmm. all the voice work you did for all the, the video games like uh, Metal Gear Solid and, uh, you know, World of Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah. The Star Wars Squadrons game. Yeah. I can't talk. I said Star- <laughs> Squadrons. Those good. Squadrons. And then Rugrats and just everything. It's just so mm-hmm. cool that you've had kind of all these little, these parts and all these different properties. You know, it's so funny. Somebody was asking me, like, what shows would you really want to work on? And there's a lot of shows when I was a kid that I would watch and I'd be like, oh, my God, Rainbow Bright or like. Oh, shit. Or like My Little Pony, the stuff stuff that I loved that had some of its come back and I would have mm-hmm. loved to have been a part. But I'm like, Rugrats, man, that was my favorite show. Rugrats yeah. and Doug were, were yes. two of my favorite shows. So it really is amazing. I think, you know, my career has started you know more than 15 years ago um so yeah um i've been at this a while a good amount of time and i'm not done yet but in many ways i feel like i'm really capable of so much more which is why last september i launched the show the podcast allison's wonderland which is an igtv show that we turn into a podcast actually uh originally it was a web series on YouTube that started in 2009. And then it was a oh, podcast, wow. an audio podcast. Um, so it's had many different incarnations, two podcast incarnations and um, a web series incarnation, but it was never, I was never super consistent, you know? And so I had gotten completely off social media for 14 months. I was working on a screenplay. It was very faded. You know, it felt like the universe was like, this is your story to birth into the world. And I was like, great, I'm going to roll with that. (laughs) So I was like, I need to, you know, I'm a mom. So I'm like, needs to be as distraction free as possible, getting rid of my social accounts. And I, and I took, you know, three months off to write. And then I was like, I don't ever want to go back on. And I was kind of like rolling with that and enjoying the calm and the space. But the reality is it's like internet, social media is one of the best ways we can directly communicate and directly create to an audience. Um, Mm -hmm. So I got back on last September. It it hasn't even been, yeah, it's been about a year next week that I got, that I like posted my first Instagram post since I got off. (laughs) And um, wow, you know, um, TikTok has been, amazing to actually directly connect with fans of some of the projects and and Instagram and and bringing the show coming having that be born as a way of just putting myself out there more um, as opposed to okay here comes the audition I do the best I can and then it's off and it's gone Um, but really 
taking more ownership to be like, well, these are all aspects of my career. This is the full platter um, of what I want to create. And then I'm less dependent on needing to book that role because that I actually have no control over. And from what I understand about the business, uh, you know, no matter how far you are into it, you know, you get a lot more no's typically than you do yeses. Like you really <laughs> yeah. got to throw a lot of lines out in the in the pond there. Yes. And, you know, at every stage of the game, I mean, I can't say with for 100% of all voice actors, but we primarily work for scale and we primarily audition for every role. There's been occasions that a director I've already worked with on a project has called me in and it's, you know, been pretty much, you know, not a sure shot, but there's been a really good high probability that I would book the role. But, you know, even even the people that have been at this a long time, it's like we still all audition and we're still we're still um, trying to make it work. So it's, it's job to job. Yeah. By the way, you guys are really good listeners. I feel like on my podcast, I'm always like jumping in like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> cutting people off by mistake. <laughs> so great. Well, I think I felt like we were stepping all over you yeah. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize if we were, but no, we love hearing the, the, the journey. You know what I mean? The experience of being in there um, <clears throat> on your website. I saw in the press area, there was a, there was a magazine article from the uh, Toluca Lake uh, magazine that had, I don't know, maybe it's a few years old, but it had yeah. yourself, uh, Debbie Derryberry, Sissy Jones, and Tara Strong, all all of you being voice actors, saying that you guys all lived right there in the area. And we've had uh, Debbie, Debbie yeah. on the show when was ah. it, a year ago. We're going to be on a panel together tomorrow. Oh, no kidding. Awesome. Yeah, Debbie's wow. a friend, and she's also my birthday twin. We have the same birthday. Oh that is awesome. On the same oh. day. Okay, well, now I don't feel so stupid maybe asking this. I mean, you being so uh, good at, you know, singing, playing music, uh, I know she's she's a musician. She has her band Honey Pig and mm -hmm. uh, has done children's music. Have you guys ever collaborated? Is that anything that ever could happen? We have sung together. Yes, we have. We've sung here at my house, and I think we've also shared a stage. Uh, Toluca Lake has, well, not since um, the pandemic, but has had an Earth Day concert and Honey Pig performed and I performed and oh, sweet. Um, we, we've done songs together. So, yes, I'm. it's really fun. I mean, we both kind of have our own projects, um, but Absolutely. there's opportunities to come together. Yeah, um, such rich harmonies come from uh, anything I've ever heard of Honey Pig. And I just I felt like, man, like with your voice, you could probably slip in there so easily and <laughs> add like such another layer to that. Like, how very cool. And that's that was a coincidence. You're going to be uh, doing you said tomorrow. I know. Isn't that funny? How crazy. Animation. <laughs> Debbie Derryberry, the name. Like, hey, we know her. <laughs> we know of her, I guess. Oh, yeah. We talked to her, but yeah. she'd be like, who the hell's that? <laughs> Why'd they call their podcast Can Dare? <laughs> Boy, I have uh, like a list of questions here, but uh, you so eloquently kind of answered them already. <laughs> um, you guys I, are also question very, I kinda, um, you, you're very, very well researched, too. So. <laughs> well, thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Um, one thing I was going to ask you a little bit earlier, maybe this is a stupid question. I mean, not to, uh, not that you don't find comfort in the voice acting world, but when you first went into it, you know, having come from like uh, music, playing music in front of people, doing stand up in front of people, you know, theater, having that live audience in front of you, and now being in like a, a sound booth, 
and you know just hearing only yourself saying that line and then the experience being just over as quick as it happens is there ever like i wish i could see what the audience reaction is or is it uh like finding a new freedom being alone with a microphone oh a hundred percent i would love to be able to witness the reaction that right. i am such a people person probably like you know a nine or 10 extra on the extroversion scale. Um, so that is something that like I've recently started doing conventions. It wasn't something I pursued, but it's becoming sort of a bigger part of the role mm -hmm. of a voice actor. And that to me, being able to see and share an experience with somebody that has had joy from one of the roles you've done is the best. And same thing with TikTok is, gosh, I had no idea how many Yokai Watch fans there are out there and they're the best. So, so that's something that is important to me. And um, I was interviewing voice actress, Christina V um, Valencia, Valencia on my show last night. And she was saying she's a singer, amazing singer, but she is more of a studio singer and she doesn't have a desire to perform live and i still have a very strong desire to sing live um sure my hope is that as i conventions come back online and um as i start building uh doing more of the projects for ones that have good solid fan bases that more people will come out to the conventions and i could potentially partner and do some evening music shows Ooh, that, would that would be cool weaving oh. together music comedy um and performing in different cities because the thing about la is uh you know you could throw a rock and hit a singer songwriter so <laughs> <laughs> people don't really you know it's not something that people go out to hear like casual live music when there's like 50 amazing concerts a night right but if you go to a different market people might be more um, excited to to see something so sure. i would love to um share more and, and oh i was like that they like musicians <laughs> like having people Jesus come to sing. <laughs> yes, wait what was that <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to figure it out i think <laughs> excuse me caught me out there jack <laughs> I think you're saying there's just a lot of room for uh, yeah. musicians out here. Yeah, people yeah, like yeah. to hear them. There's not an abundance of bands right. playing around yeah. Columbus. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, Columbus it is. Hey, if you ever do come to the area, we'll definitely come out and see you. I, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Uh, I did, did spend some time with your uh, EP, and it's really good music. Really good. Thank you. So, you know, I, there's I mean, actually an event this weekend at the Columbus Zoo that Brian Hull is performing at. I saw that a whole cartoon themed uh, weekend at the zoo. If that had happened, we could have done this in person. Ah, <laughs> uh, Randy, sorry. Drop the ball, Randy. Get out. You're fired. <laughs> so, as far as um, you know, there's a lot of stuff here we've talked about, but even more that we haven't. And you said at the top of the episode, uh, you have some new stuff in the works, new projects coming down the pike. Anything you can share with us? Well, you know how that is. In, I know, like NDAs <laughs> and stuff, but, uh, um, but... I will say the new Ratchet & Clank video game came out, and I had a couple roles on that. And um, if you guys haven't seen it for PS5, it looks amazing. It does Rapid look amazing. Art. Does it? Yeah. It's like you're playing a Pixar movie. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. 
Ratchet and Clank was always a fun, fun video game series. I always enjoyed it. Sure. I haven't had a PS uh, anything since PS2, (laughs) I think. I think it was my last PlayStation. That's where I played most of the Ratchet and Clank Clanks. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Well, that thing broke a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) But you still have it, right? Have what the the PlayStation broken PS2? <laughs> you know it's funny. I've got a broken <laughs> Xbox 360. I've got a broken Xbox, a broken Super Nintendo, but I got rid of the broken PS2. I even have a huh. broken PS1. Why didn't I keep the PS2? I don't know. I want to see your garage. Oh no, you don't. <laughs> you'll never want to talk to us again. Oh, <laughs> uh, you'll see the seeds of a future hoarder. <laughs> That's what you'll see. Oh, my God. But Allison, uh, thank you so much for taking time to be here. I want to remind our uh, listeners to go to AllisonPacker.com and you can find her on uh, her social media handles. It's just Allison. That's A-L-I-S-Y-N. Anywhere C-Y-N. else we should be directing people. It's So it's A-L-I-C-Y-N. Allison. Oh, shit. <laughs> yep. It's spelled Not- correctly above it. It's spelled correctly <laughs> below it. <laughs> but Yeah. Son of a bitch. So it's A-L-I-C-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter and Allison Packard on TikTok because I didn't get at Allison. I guess I'm not an early adopter anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's Allison Packard. TikTok bandwagon just keeps it going. It doesn't (laughs) stop, does it? Yeah. So guys, next time there's a new social network forming, let me know ASAP so I can get my first. We'll we'll register the Allison right away for you. Yeah. (laughs) Password will be canned air one. <laughs> Very first Allison account on the new app called Sprunger or something like that. You know, <laughs> who knows what they'll call it. But anyway, thank you so much again for being here. And Jack, what have we on the website, sir? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can check out the show, listen to it, see what it's all about, buy some merch, become a patron, see some of our YouTube videos of the no longer Wizard World convention since they're mm-hmm. they're gone now. Yep. Yeah, they got bought out by uh Fanboy Like Expo. they're gone gone? Yeah, they're gone gone. Really? Yep. Just the other day. End of an era, boys. And caught in on the tail end of uh <laughs> Wow, son of a bitch. I didn't know that. And if you'd like to pr- promote your work and be a guest on <laughs> send us an email on our contacts page. Just gloss over their misery and get and right if you're a mus- <laughs> if you're a musician in Ohio, we like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of room for you and don't forget to find us on twitter at candarepod and on instagram at can underscore air and randy what's our tiktok handle i guess we ought to be start putting that in here uh, right candare candare that makes sense <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> good strange. good and then TorgsCon. yep so again if you're in the central uh, ohio area or a short drive from that check us out september 25th at the uh super kick columbus facility there it is. There it is. And is there anything else we need to? Uh, I feel like we're forgetting something, but whatever. We can always patch it in. Editing, mm. post production. I know. <laughs> awesome, Allison. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Okay, it's been amazing. Bye. I hope you had a good time. It was great chatting with you guys. I look forward to the next time. Good. Maybe it'll be at the Columbus Zoo next year. Yeah. We'll, we'll, let's aim for that. <laughs> we'll pitch them this podcast episode. Oh, my. Maybe not. Maybe we'll have to report something else. For that. <laughs> I might have ruined our chances already. <laughs> we'll see. But all right. Until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And I'm Allison Packard. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And always remember to be excellent to each other. You always cook me breakfast. I thought your heart was true 
You seem like such a nice guy. My friends thought you were too. But much like Jackie Chan or that famous guy Bruce Lee, your secret combat mission was screwing over me, ninja douchebag. You're an asshole in disguise, 'cause you're charming with all your fucking lies and you're stealthy. You attack from up above with your nunchucks. Made my love a ninja douchebag, fucking douchebag. Hey there, ninja, where'd you learn those sneaky moves? Did they teach you to be a prick in ninja school? In the dojo, did you practice with your clan? Why don't you take that bullshit? Go back to Japan, ninja douchebag. Here one minute, then you flee. Well, you're so sneaky. Yeah, you kung fu hustled me. Hey there, ninja. Why don't you finish what you start with a roundhouse kick? Then just karate chop my heart, you fucking douchebag. To approach a stray dog, especially one that's foaming at the mouth, get away from the animal as quickly as you can and tell a grown-up. And knowing is half the battle. This has been a Canned Air production. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily. That's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of Seven Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.